great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just that's where he just ran down. Everybody, amazing. I'm not going to remember any of it. That's the way to go. All over the Now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and the other great host of this show, Nick. And Nick, defense, brought in a new defensive coordinator, Chris Shula, and an internal hire. I think pretty unexpected for the most part, but first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good. I mean, after, uh, you know, after the news broke out that they were interviewing Staley, I thought for sure that's who we were going to snag. And then they go in, uh, they go in internally, which is, uh, I did not, you know, I didn't see, I didn't even think Chris Shula was really on the board, but I'm happy it's not Ron Rivera. So well, they were talking about internally hiring potentially Chris Shula or Aubrey Pleasant, but like, how does Brandon Staley come into the building having the experience that he has, had the year that he had under his belt in 2020, has a second interview and doesn't get the job? Like, where is the disconnect there? I think the inside story of the way that those interviews went, I think would be really fascinating because you not only looked at outside coordinator opportunities in Brandon Staley and Ron Rivera, but you opted to go with an internal hire, somebody that you've known for a long period of time, somebody that's been in the building for the past seven years, was a college roommate, was another roommate again when McVeigh was 31 and was hired in 2017. So like, I don't know. I think the Rams fans were a little bit torn. Like I think um, at first they were like, wait, this is not what we were expecting. A lot of fans were ready for Raheem to move on. And they were on some level looking forward to it. This is, I think this is the most, uh, like this is the hire that would be most similar to what they ran last year with Raheem. Sure. Um, so From a I, schematic and philosophy standpoint, you're right. going to get a little bit of the bend break defense. For right. Sure. Schematically, number one is what I was thinking of. And I, it, it's, it's not as exciting um, as you would want it to be, but that's okay. You know, like, it doesn't have to be flashy. I mean, we've come to expect that. And Staley, we both said, would be a step backwards. And we were texting about it last night. And we were like, you know, I guess it worked for them. And I, and I brought up how they love to bring up back people from the past. And when they were like, they were going to get Wolford <laughs> this year, you know, but then he said no. So, you know, maybe Staley was like, I don't know if I really want to come back and do the exact same thing again. I yeah, I know. Now he doesn't have a defensive coordinator job, so I don't know. Right. Now he doesn't. I doubt that he was in a position to even say no to an offering. But, I mean, like, it's 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 interesting because Chris Shula is 37 years old. He's the new defensive coordinator. It's an internal hire. But he's coached through multiple roles with Sean McVay. So, like, this resume is really impressive. An assistant linebackers coach in Indiana. He was a graduate assistant. Then went on to John Carroll where he was the defensive coordinator. He was the San Diego, San Diego Chargers. Weird to say San Diego Chargers now that they're the LA Chargers, but he was the defensive quality control coach from 2015 to 16. And then he was with the Rams from 17 all the way to 2023, where he was the assistant linebackers coach, the outside linebackers coach, the actual linebackers coach, the pass game coordinator and defensive backs coach. And then the pass 
rush, a pass rush coordinator and linebackers coach last year before being promoted into the defense coordinator role. It seems like a very similar rise in trajectory um, to D'Amico Ryans from what we saw in San Francisco and then eventually into Houston where he becomes the head coach. Obviously a much better player on the field, but somebody that had really high level playing experience has a longstanding relationship with Sean McVay. And I think for the most part, the hire makes sense. You're looking internally, you brought in a ton of coaches Last offseason, they hired five defensive staff members. Jimmy Lake, who's now the defensive coordinator in Atlanta. Andrew Carter, the assistant defensive lines coach. They brought back Aubrey Pleasant, which was a massive hire as the pass game coordinator and also the defensive backs coach. Mike Harris as the defensive assistant. And then John Coniglio as the assistant offensive linebackers coach. So they lost Coach Ra, they lost Jimmy Lake, but they were prepared internally to backfill. And I think like you know how close Coach Ra was to being able to get that job in Indianapolis last year. You kind of had to be expecting, um, you know, some other staff members to move around for Raheem to eventually get a head coaching job and to be able to backfill it. But I think that like everybody else in their head as a Rams fan, were thinking to themselves, is Ajiro Vero still on the table? Like what's happening in Carolina? Is Denard Wilson going to get hired? He got hired to Tennessee. Brandon Staley was in the building twice and didn't get hired. Aiden Durdick was another guy that we had high on our list, defensive line coach for the Cowboys. He may stay put, or he might go with Dan Quinn to Washington. Wink Martindale's probably not going to get a defensive coordinator job. Mike Vrabel was another one that we were talking about. This would be such a great tandem between McVay and Vrabel. Didn't happen. And then Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, was another guy that was very much on the table, I think had an interview. And it just it didn't happen. So when you promote internally, I feel like good things can happen and it could lead to an eventual rise for Chris Shaw to get a head coaching job one day if everything Absolutely. works out the way that it should. Yeah, I, you know, McVeigh's hooking up his friend. Uh, I, I think in life, if you get to a position of power, with, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time with these people. So you want to bring in a friend. And Raheem was a friend that he worked with in, um, you know, uh, where was it? Washington. Washington. Yep. Yeah, Washington. Uh, so was LaFleur. So it, 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 it's more than a friendship, obviously, because it's somebody that that you trust, you know, to, to help run your team. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, give it a, a year or two, and Chris Shula will probably be um, getting uh, head coaching offers, I imagine, just because of, uh, you know, it depends on if what our defense looks like next year and if it's still a sure. year where our defense is kind of holding us back in a way. Um, which could could be the case if we don't you know if we don't bring in some more talent. But at the same time, you have to be a little. There's a little disappointment from me, but I think it's I think it's warranted to at least give him the opportunity to prove to yeah. us that he is. And you know, what, when you're in the building for as long as he has been, he's seen a lot of people come and go. Uh, he has a lot of you know maturity under his belt for that alone. So it's. it's It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, how about this? Chris Shul is just one of three staff members that have been with McVeigh his entire run. So 2017 and 2023, Chris Shul is one of the three guys that have still been there the whole time. Eric Yarber is the other one, the wide receivers coach who gives nicknames to all the wide receivers, powerful Puka and Turbo 2-2. And we love C Coach Yarber. He's, He's always incredible. in the mic'd ups. He's always coming up in the mic'd up. He's the best oh, banging oh, on the player's yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's the man. And then Coach uh, Zach Cromer who um, everybody remembers Aaron Cromer, the old offensive line coach, uh, eventually went to Buffalo. I think he's out of work right now. But Zach Cromer began as a, as a coaching intern. So a lot of these guys have been here for, for the, the small amount, have been here for a long period of time. And the guys that have been here 
um, it feels like they're kind of building this, you know, new core of, of, you know, coaching talent to be able to eventually kind of rise up the ranks. Chris Shul is a really good example. And then guys like Mike LaFleur and Matt LaFleur and Raheem Morris and whomever else, Brandon Staley was a friend, like having this kind of close quarters with all these other coaches. Um, it feels like it's going to present some more opportunities for Rams coaches in the future. And like, I just feel like the, you have to kind of wait and see what's to come with Chris Shula before you make a decision. You're not going to win any football games at, in the beginning of February, right? As a team that lost in the wild card round. If you're not excited about the hire right now, you kind of have to see the product on the field. Even if the defensive philosophy is exactly the same, there are going to be some other things schematically that do change. Some other things in the secondary that you can kind of switch up. You could roll out different sub packages. You can create pressure opportunities. You could move the pocket. I think all those things are going to be priority alongside of linebacker play because that's where Chris Shula's heart and soul is. Like finding another player alongside of Ernest Jones is going to be a massive offseason priority along with backfilling some of the secondary. And Chris Shula is going to be great at facilitating that as a 37-year-old, really, really good friend of Sean McVay's and has his ear. So I'm confident in it. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, obviously linebacker, I think, is going to like it's going to prioritize itself. He's just knowing what Chris has been doing and just creating like more pressure opportunities. um, You know, if people are staying in a pocket, I I imagine pressing up the line, rolling out different sub packages to create, you know, different layers of looks will be priority. Yeah, Uh, yeah, hopefully improvement, just just true, true improvement. I the defense. If the defense is on par with what it was last year, I I believe that there is a problem because I believe because they're go, they're going to go out and they're going to draft more young defensive players and they're probably going to bring in more people. Yeah, with the cap coming down and everything, so just through free agency and whatnot. So I I think you're going to have better personnel in the building. So you would like to see improvement on the defensive side of the ball, and hopefully Shul is not is you know is on the forefront of that. Yeah, I mean, you lost two guys, but there's still some continuity that we talked about, right? You obviously lost Coach Ra, but like, I, I just I have confidence in anybody that Sean McVay believes in, and especially anybody that Aaron Donald believes in, because you have to imagine that they considered Aaron Donald's opinion, right? Like, you also had to consider that they probably, in relation to an outside hire, that would have changed the scheme. It would have changed a lot of new personnel, a lot of new staff members, and I, I originally liked that idea, but. Knowing that they made all these hires last year and how important continuity is, I think that it makes sense. And I believe that he ran the defense in the preseason in previous years. And I think that this is a picture of him doing so in previous years. Um, so there's there's talent there um, and there's continuity, which is massive. And then there's also this longstanding relationship. Like these two guys, when Sean McVay was a new coach when he was 31 years old and he bought his 4,600 square foot six bedroom house in Encino Hills, California, he let Chris Shula stay in one of the rooms. Like that was a roommate. They were, they were having beers together on the balcony. They were talking fireside strategy. Like this is a long standing relationship. It's a long standing friendship. And I think like, you know, we talked about this with Mike LaFleur in the off season too. We were like, it's a brother dynamic. How do you, how do you kind of work past the brother dynamic of like, you know, not, personally offending one another, being able to put the right thing, the right product on the field and not kind of getting in each other's way. And I think that Sean McVay, he's earned the trust of Rams fans to be able to kind of delegate and do the right things from a coaching staff perspective. Yeah. 
I just imagine an entourage moment with them. Sean just being like, you know, one day, you know, we're both going to be Super Bowl champs together. You're going to be on my team and, you know, and then, and then you'll be your own head coach. And then, you know, it's like Vinny and Johnny drama. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was almost more like that too. Like in 20, I think it was, yes, it was 2018. It was 2018 pregame when Sean McVay was mic'd up with Chris Shula and they were watching Tom Brady warm up and Chris Shula was like, that Tom Brady looks like such a bitch. And McVay is like cracking up and he turns to Chris Shula and he's like, are you, he kind of looks like how he's supposed to look. Like it was kind of like this, this dynamic of, you could tell clearly friends, but like a relationship to where they could say whatever the hell they wanted to say. And that's in the mic'd up. It's in the mic'd up. I'll gladly send you the video. It's right before the game started. And you I could tell McVay was all tangled. McVay was all tightened up by Bill Belichick. Like he was still yeah. trying to like, you know, the play thing, the role. Of the the thing I remember most from that mic'd up is like the dome is like closing or something like that. And McVay's like, oh my gosh. She's like taking it all in. And then they cut to Belichick. And he's like, which way is the wind going? This way? That way? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Two guys okay. focused on two different things. But like these, these two kids are legacy. Sean McVay and Don Shula or Chris Shula and Don Shula and John McVay. Like there is this, and it's no shit that the, the Dolphins looked at him, right? Because of the, the history with Don Shula, Don Shula 25 years and two Super Bowls as the head coach for the Dolphins from 70 to what was it? 95. I mean, just an incredible, incredible run. So it makes a ton of sense that you would kind of want to bring that, that mind, that family connection back into your building in Miami so like I think once the Rams heard that they got scared and they were like we got to hire this guy we got to bring him we got to promote him he deserves it he's been here um, and he's an integral part of of taking our defense to the next level. You know, there's a pretty nasty term that's going around the film industry right now. Uh, it's called nepo baby, uh, a, a nepotism baby, where it's like mm-hmm. you know Dakota Johnson's is the daughter of like a famous actress, so she she gets uh-huh. roles. You know, doors are open easily more easily for I don't think it directly translates because you know in football it's just it's such a harder thing to learn but like if yeah. you're you know if you're part of it your whole life where it's like acting you can learn it very easily um but it's just funny how the you know how the there, there are similarities between the two industries and they're also both very difficult to break into yeah I mean and that's that to me is like the, how do you break into something like that. Like, what do you have to consistently do if you're not like you, those coaches have earned their own good graces. The guys that aren't, you know, members of family or, or whatever, but like the guys that are in that position, the Sean McVay is the Chris Shules of the world. Like you're still in front of the podium. You still have to coach an offense, coach defense, still got to put a really good product out on the field. And if not, you're gone. Yeah. It's, it's that simple with football. It's pretty cutthroat, but it's yeah. just like that in the film industry. That's one of the best things about, the, the Sneed McVay regime though. It's like, if somebody is not yeah. hitting the level that, that, that they should hit, they're gone. Like it, it happened yeah. fast. It happened with Goff. It happened with Liam uh, OC last year or two years ago now, I guess. <laughs> Liam Cohen. Yeah. Liam Cohen. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to go have I think no. you were going to go Luke Wag. No, that's actually a bad example because they brought back they the, the kicking. No, I know. No, I know. But you got you got to have a short leash. You know, you got to be able to make quick decisions, and you got to know when you're wrong and when you're right, and when to delegate. And Sean McVay. It's very out. Hollywood. You know, yep. what have you done for me lately? Indeed, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, if you guys want some more episodes, if you guys want more content, whatever, everything in between, make sure that you. 
like and subscribe. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Go Rams. Go Rams. Talk soon. Peace.